you put the revolver thing on there? Yes. Okay, because I did read the article, but I was like, this is nothing new. <laughs> well, we're talking I've about I've literally it. seen this list so many times. We will talk about it. Because, what the fuck? How is this possible? There we go. Simmers down. It's simmering down. Hold on. Dude, what is going on with my fucking internet? I don't get it. Uh, I have to fucking keep an eye on that. Wish yeah, I. It's cool when you have tattoos and zits pop up because, like, <laughs> you can't really see them. That's probably true. I uh, no, I don't have tattoos. The downside is that you know the zit color isn't the fucking color of the ink. Probably for science reasons, but it'd be cool if it was. For science reasons. Hold on, let me go ahead and uh, check the doobly do. Oh, oh, oh. Do. Do hast. You want to talk about influential bands from the early 2000s? Yeah, 90s, 2000s. They're still going, fun fact. Why does that keep fucking happening? What's going on? It says your extreme is experiencing issues. It's because I get these random fucking surges of internet connectivity. Hold on. I don't understand why this shit isn't fucking... What what would cause internet issues, Gabe? Because like my shit has been so fucking unreliable recently. Um, could be your router. Well, I just got a new could one. Be your machine. Okay. Is it? I'm assuming you went through the proper configuration. Correct. Um, it honestly, honestly, dude, it could be a, a lot of things, but nine out of ten times, it's your provider. <sighs> These fucking assholes, dude. I fucking okay. So uh, hopefully. Well, either way, I'm recording. I'm recording this. So either way, whether if Twitch gets there or not, whatever. But um, it's going directly to my what's my call anyways. But uh, for for our fucking for material for the goddamn pre roll, um, let's fucking talk about my fucking internet service providers because you know during that storm that we had, like we, we have that 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 fucking crazy storms that we were having like day yeah, after day. Yeah, the one that knocked over my goddamn sunflowers. Yeah, exactly. So. Meanwhile, uh, I had literally had just gotten um, Comcast out here uh, because my router was acting up, right? Uh, like randomly, it would not, like th- throughout the day, it just would, nothing would connect, it wouldn't work, all that crap, right? And uh, so I'm like, well, what's going on? So I get them out here, right? They said, oh, well, because your internet was on a splitter with your cable, since you don't have your cable anymore, it's still taking bandwidth away from your internet. So we're going to go ahead and replace that and do this and that, right? All that crap. So they do it, right? Next day, that night, or actually that night, that storm hits, right? Crazy, crazy storm. The one that fried my fucking TV. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. But, um, my daughter, stop it. Anyways, um, so I go outside the next day. Adrian, I was like, hey, uh, one of the wires that's connected to the pole is like really low to the ground. Right? Like, not touching the actual ground, but, like, you're, if you wanted to, you could reach up and touch it. I'm like, okay, fine. Well, number one, check, uh, or don't check, like, don't touch it. 
and um, call the call the the electrical company, right? So, um, what are you doing? So she calls them. Uh, they come out, and she's like, "Okay, it's, it's not uh, electrical cable. It's not an electrical cable." They said it's a communication cable. I'm like, "Okay, well that makes sense because you know um, Comcast was just out here or whatever. Makes sense to me." So, um, whatever, no big deal. All right, I call Comcast. Right? Oh yeah, we'll send somebody out on whatever, like a, a day later. I'm like, "Okay, cool. Wait, no big deal. Right?" They don't come. All right. You know, whatever. Call them back. Oh, okay. Well, we're going to send you a link. And in this link, you'll be able to schedule an appointment for somebody to come out, right? Elsa, I need you to get out, babe. Okay. Elsa, I need you to get out, though. Sorry, babe. Babe, I have to. Yeah, you good. I need you to get out. Uh, Oh, my goodness. Well, don't make any noise. Um, So... All right, fine. Wait, wait for them to send me this link so I could uh, set up an appointment via whatever. Never get it. Call them back. Okay, well, sir, uh, now we're going to send you a link. I'm like, ah, I don't want no fucking link. Send somebody out here, right? Okay, yeah, we'll send somebody out on Thursday. No, never, they never show up. So uh, then I put them on blast on the internet, me and Adriana did, <laughs> right? And eventually they send somebody out. Bro, it took 10 minutes for them to put this wire up. 10 minutes. And it solved everything? It so- well, it did, I wouldn't say it solved everything because I still got internet connectivity issues. I don't know what's causing that. It's fucking annoying. But point being, you know, it took whatever I was complaining about, it took fucking 10 minutes to get done. It's done, but fuck, shouldn't have taken that long, you know? I feel that. Annoying as shit. So that, that's been my, uh, my festivities hereabouts outside of the fact that I had to pick up a new goddamn TV because that damn storm fried my, <laughs> fried my uh, internet or my, uh, my TV. So, yippee for me. That's where I'm at. <laughs> Emotionally. Cool, 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 cool. Emotionally at this moment. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, are you ready? Um, yeah, I think I am. What is going on, guys? Welcome to the Second City Kids Podcast, episode number 172. 172. That's accurate, right? That is accurate, yes. And we are oh. back. From the South Side of Chicago, Illinois, I am your host Jacob, and uh, we got we we got Gabe with me, my, my my co-host extraordinaire. Yeah, the dude that's been on what I'd say like ninety two percent of the other episodes. Yep, that sounds about right I feel to me. Like that's a fair number. Yeah, that sounds about right to me. But well, we are we are back, and uh, yeah, we we have a a variety of topics that we want to cover, uh, and because as Gabe may have mentioned during the the the, the pre roll that. These topics tend to be filling up a little bit quicker than they had previously for the last year and a half or so, right? And yeah, um, yeah so um, that's kind of the deal. The the agenda's filling up, so therefore we run the show a little bit more often than what we would. So that's good. Uh, if sorry if you hear uh, rustling about my house. My daughter is out and about, out and about in this room right now. I wish she wouldn't be, but she is. Uh, but that's life as a parent. You guys, you guys get the point. All right, so. Uh, Gabe, how's your last, I think it's been two weeks. How's your last two weeks been? Uh, pretty, pretty solid. I got a new job, hated it, so I quit. Um, <laughs> quick little, quick little note about that. I gave you the entire rundown of the shit show, and I can't say too much about the job simply because of, like, contractual stuff and shit, right? Um, but, you know, I had this conversation with my girlfriend today, like, America has turned into, like, 
worshiping the like hustle culture you know what i mean yeah where it's like you gotta wake up and grind you know fucking Mm -hmm. 23 hours a day and that last one should be you doing coke so you can grind another 23 tomorrow right Mm -hmm. and um and dude i kind of hate it because i feel like the american dream for at least like our parents was like make enough money to get a house maybe start a family if that's your vibe right yeah and then when we're growing up everybody wanted to be a millionaire but now it's like everybody wants to be a billionaire Uh uh-huh and I guess where I'm going with this is that if a job starts to interfere with my personal life, my hobbies, my relationships, my free time, I'm out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Never sell your fucking personal time and, like, your other loves short. Correct. So, that's that. You live in and you learn. Yeah, you, you, you let me know the whole dealio, and obviously we're not going to talk about it. But, and, and, uh... you know, I'll, I'll, end, I'll end it off on this, though. You know me. I've literally worked for you. This is how the friendship began. <laughs> Just, and you, yeah. know, you know damn well that I don't shy away from work. Correct. In fact, I would argue that part of why I was good was because I wanted to get out on time for yeah. that job. Correct. You know what I mean? Yeah. So everything would be done by like 10, 1030. Yes. And it's like, yeah, dude, I'm not afraid of a little bit of work. I'm not afraid of a little bit of OT, but dude. No, fuck no. I'm not working 12-hour days for fucking seven days a week. Yeah, it was kind of a straight situation that you presented, it, and I totally understand. And, uh, man, you you know, you were able to uh, rebound relatively quickly and get back uh, into your other your other work. So, whatever, man. That is what it is. Oh, uh, man, I, I cut it close with the other job, too. I got – um, they told me to – I messaged with my old manager on Tuesday and blah, blah, blah. And, like, I came back Friday, right, because I, like, officially quit the other job on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And um, – you know, today we were just talking. He's like, yeah, you know, you called that like a good time. I was like, why? And he's like, oh, because like we were interviewing somebody and we we're supposed to make a decision on Wednesday about who to hire. And you literally texted us on Tuesday and we halted the entire process. And I was like, if I would have waited even a day. Right. Yeah. Right. Interesting. Fun employed. Yep. 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 Indeed. Indeed. All right, man. Uh, let's go ahead and get this started. Uh, what 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 was this was that the note that you that you're talking about? Yeah, so I guess I'm gonna try this out. It's been a while since we've done like a new section. It's exactly as it sounds. In case that wasn't clear, mm-hmm. so on the notes for the party people that can't see the notes, it's entitled "You Know What I've Been Seeing Recently," and we just talk about something. So I'll start us off. You know what I've been seeing recently, Jake? What have you been seeing recently, Gabe? I've been seeing an absolute absurd number of mobile response units for like police departments on the highways mm-hmm. i thought this thing only ever existed in like tv mm-hmm. like to be completely honest with you i've never fucking seen one in person right mm-hmm. um i'm gonna say six or seven within the last month really yeah in like local municipalities on the highways you name it but they're like these big old like dummy long rv looking things mm-hmm. right and i'm just like this is i have no idea what the fuck is going on out there man but like you know, I took notice. I was like, holy shit. Interesting. I was going down. It's kind of a little scary seeing it up close. And that's with everything closed. Imagine if it was all open. It'd be like a transformer. Yeah, it's, it is a little a little strange. Interesting. You know what I've seen a lot of recently, Gabe? What have you been seeing? And it's, it's not just on your uh, your Snapchat or your your Instagram paper or anything like that. I've seen a lot of, like, artsy-fartsy hats on dudes. Like those, okay. like, like kind of like the hats that you like to wear. I mean, it's not a shot. I'm just saying, like, I've been seeing a lot of that recently. And I know it's kind of like, it's very trendy now. Uh, but I've, I've been seeing a lot of them. Well, you know, I've had that hat for like four years now. So uh, I'm glad uh, the other dudes finally caught up. There you go. 
Gabe is a groundbreaker when it comes to fashion, the fashion industry. <laughs> I'm literally shirtless right now. You just wait till next summer, buddy. Oh, yeah? going to be shirtless. I mean, it's fucking hot, so it's a pretty good reason to be shirtless. I, mean, I am a trend setter. Right, anyway, let's get into these movies. <laughs> sure. Okay, so a movie I was really excited to see that you went out and saw and I didn't touch because I had a hell week last week. Talk to me about Suicide Squad. Uh, so Suicide Squad, obviously this is James Gunn's uh, attempt at it. Um, and... You know, a, a kind of a soft reboot. I wish my daughter would stop knocking on the door. Give me one second. Gabe, keep them entertained. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I got to do that thing when Jake walks away where I, like, you know, do the thing where I, like, fill in the dead air because he's like, oh, you know, this dead air isn't free. I pay for the stupid subscription every year, blah, blah, blah. Air doesn't grow on trees. But then it's like you think about it and, like, it does come from trees. So you kind of wonder why all this dead air is so damn expensive. It's like the whole, like, orange thing right like oranges grow on trees so why the fuck is orange juice so goddamn expensive there's this meme i saw one time where it was orange juice um and the thing was like photoshop and it said all pulp it's just oranges coming out of the orange juice bottle i thought it was pretty, pretty like uh nifty <laughs> oh Did my catch any of that by I, the way? I caught the pulp i didn't catch anything else but i'm gonna uh, man that tangent like <laughs> solid adhd took a hold and it said we're going places man yeah man i'm sorry my, my kid she's out of control right now but uh yeah anyways so yeah suicide squad james gunn is at the helm of this uh like i said kind of a soft reboot to with the previous Suicide Squad film that came out uh, several years ago at this point. I think you and I could both agree that the previous Suicide Squad movie was tremendously disappointing. Yes. And um, I think we both were excited slash nervous for this one. I have to report that I believe this time around they did it right. I th- he, he gun did good. Gun, gun, he gun did good, yeah. Uh, right. The problem was... I think with the with the first one that came out, I think it tried to um, take itself a little too seriously, right? Um, especially with some of the acting choices that they made. In particular, the one that they cho- chose to uh, to do Enchantress, she wasn't very great, uh, and she was the villain, so she kind of anchors the whole film and anchor in the literal sense where she was trash. Uh, but you know, um, tone wise, it was right. Uh, I'm going to say that uh, Sylvester Stallone as the Shark King was excellent. <laughs> I couldn't think of better casting. His voice was perfect for that character. And um, overall, I think it, it was very, very well done. Uh, John Cena was fantastic in it. <laughs> uh, he, was very, he was very, very funny. Um, and yeah, I, I think it just picked the right tone this time around. Um, so I'm going to give them credit where credit is due. Uh, I, cause you, you know, we've, t- I've basically reviewed every single DC property that's come up. <laughs> and, uh, you know, since we've been doing the show, I've, I've covered just about everything. And, uh, this was a pretty good, pretty good job. Not bad. Not bad at all. Uh, I just, Alba is just filled with charisma. He just fucking takes over the screen. And, um, yeah, like the, when the movie sets up, it sets you up for a little bit of a ride. And, uh, you know, you just kind of go along with it. it. Delivers. Yeah. You kind of just go along with it. Um, and yeah, Margot Robbie's fantastic. You know, what, what more can I say? It was really, really good. I definitely would recommend it if you were a fan of the Suicide Squad in general, but especially if you were disappointed with the first one. Uh, I believe this is a step in the right direction. Not perfect, but definitely a step in the right direction. It's a B minus. 
Cool. Uh, two quick little segues off that Suicide Squad topic. Uh, first one, so you mentioned John Cena. Uh, CM Punk is back. Yeah, I, I saw that. like we need to mention that. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was a very poorly hidden secret. Very but, poor. Yeah, very poor. <laughs> but it is exciting nonetheless, right? Because I, I, I watched it uh, because CM Punk's like one of my favorite wrestlers ever. Um, yeah. And like you said, it was a very poorly kept secret. Everybody was kind of was aware that he was going to sign someplace. Uh, and it was going to be a big deal and, uh, it didn't stop it from being a big deal. Uh, cause yeah, absolutely. Cause the, the man, it was, it was literally the perfect scenario. The man debuted or, re, you know, returned to the business in Chicago at the United yeah. Center and the crowd absolutely. just fucking, yeah, no, 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 take that shit up. Yeah, dude. Uh, good to see him back. It is uber exciting. And fun fact, he actually gave away ice cream bars. Oh, nice. Yeah, he was he was like, oh, ice cream on me. And it literally said, like, the date, uh, CM Punk's ice cream bar, and they, they were just giving it out to people. Pretty cool. That's pretty tight. Yep. Um, pretty tight. I think I forgot what my second segue was. Well, we were talking about the Suicide Squad initially, and then you said John, John Cena, Cena, and then you said CM Punk, and now here we there's are. There's another one, but I'm just drawing a blank. <laughs> Anyhow, let's move on to the next one. So have you seen 30 Days of Night? I have not. So it's a film from like 2008, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. It was like five dollars at the Best Buy, like bargain bin kind of thing. Okay. Uh, quick, quick segue out of that. There's like you could probably count the amount of movies that like physical movies that are left in Best Buy. Okay. Yeah. Not on like two hands or anything, but you could confidently be like, there's maybe sixty. Yeah. Because it is upsetting. It is wildly upsetting. I still like owning physical media personally. Yeah. If I like a movie enough, I'll go out and buy it. I'll go buy like the nice version of it. Right. For sure. But you know, th- that was the kind of thing like, Oh, like I'm on my lunch. There's a Best Buy nearby or like a target. Like, let me just pop in and see what I can get for like 10 or 15 bucks. Yep. Right? Like, what's it? What's in the bin? What's in the bin. Right. And it wasn't even like, like the bargain bin vibe. It was like, okay, well maybe there's something I wanted to see forgot about. And now it's on physical. Right. Mm-hmm. But whatever. 30 days of night. Let me give you the premise. So it's a vampire movie, right? Okay. And it takes place in Alaska, in uh, Burrow, Alaska, or Barrow, Alaska, whatever the town was called. Okay. And it takes place during the entire month where the sun does not shine. Okay. That's the premise. All right. Simple. What do you think of it? Uh, simple. Got to keep it simple. I like it. Yeah. A um, couple of things. Um, the movie's pretty solid. Okay. I would definitely recommend it. It does a lot of good, fun things, and it almost like – blends the whole zombie and vampire vibe together not like because they're zombie vampires but like <laughs> but because like you have to survive a month so now this game turns from okay let's just hide from the vampires to yeah. survival we've been locked in this yeah. attic for a week we need to go out and get food yeah you know what i mean and then like a lot of like the people interacting like there's conflicts and it's, it's a solid like b-tier movie okay. i would definitely recommend checking it out if it's on tv or if you find it but good watch great premise and i think a lot of the execution was like pretty well done interesting so what i find most interesting about that story is that it took up to the mid-2000s for that premise to even exist you know because it, it was based off of a comic book i don't I'm not uh... entirely sure when the comic came out uh 30 days of night when did you come out okay so the movie was 07 but the comic was released. Um, I'll, I'll let you know as soon as it's sure, on. sure. Um, two thousand two. So two thousand two. That's still kind of recent. Not too bad. But, you know, I, like I said, good setting and like, you know, 
snow and vampires, and you just get to see the blood stain the snow. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. Okay, excellent. Very, very cool. cool. So, uh, Mr. Idris Elba tweeted out the other day. Um, it just popped up on my thing. He tweeted uh, like a rear view of Knuckles, the echidna. Yeah. Um, and he's like, like, are you ready for like part two or the ride or whatever the fuck? Right? Yeah. Idris Elba is Knuckles. What do you think? Uh, well, we, I reviewed the Sonic movie on this show, and I liked it quite a bit. I'm a big Sonic fan. I'm a Sonic stan, if you will. Uh, I'm like, you know, n- n- no disrespect to Jim Carrey. He's a superstar, but this is fucking Idris Elba. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? And uh, he's like a megastar. So quite the get for uh, Sega and Co., huh? Yeah, I, I think um, I think after the Sonic movie came out and after like the sort of, you know, the redo with like the fan service and all that stuff, I think people were like, okay, well, maybe we can make like video game movies good again. Yeah, for sure. You know? And so I think people were more willing to take on roles after they sort of watched the movie, saw the reviews, and they were like, you know what? This is pretty entertaining. Yeah, for sure. It was definitely an entertaining film. And uh, like I said, no disrespect to Jim Carrey, but, you know, th- this is a kind of a different level of – different tier of actor, you know, that we're going for. Uh, I, I think it's cool. I, I like it. Um, I, I'm just I'm, – I'm excited. You know, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of this of this property. And, uh, yeah, it's very, very, very cool. So hopefully uh, he knocks it out of the park. I have no doubt in my mind that he'll be fantastic and bring the character to life and uh, kind of give that rough – rough, tough edge to the Sonic characters because Sonic in the film was actually very cute. So I think it'll be a nice, different, uh, nice and different tone for this particular character. So at a boy, I want to see Ryan Reynolds as either like the leading man, like, you know, Sonic's best friend, mm-hmm. just cause the, the back and forth would be hilarious or as like some weird, like deep in their character, like big, the cat, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like some obscure ass shit. He's like, you ever, you ever wonder how come we're all animals and we can talk? Or just some like, you know, yeah. like offbeat shit that like, yeah. In the background and you're like, hang on, what did he just say? I don't know if you've ever seen, uh, the extremely goofy movie, but, but there's a scene where Polly Shore's character, his Bobby, they're like at the Java bar. Right. And then he's like, you ever realize that like, we're all wearing gloves and, gloves, he's, yeah. and he starts to look underneath. Them. Yeah. I, I own both of those movies, but they are absolutely phenomenal. They're yeah. Really good jokes, man. Yeah, for sure. For um, sure. All right. Let's get into this mushroom theory. Bit. Yeah. So my girlfriend and I watched a mushroom documentary on Netflix. It was called fantastic fungi, something along those lines. Okay. Um, and let me preface this by saying I'm, I'm like all for like, magic mushrooms healing your trauma and helping you get past your things right mm-hmm. i'm all for that so bear with me here right okay so this documentary kind of encompassed all aspects of the mushrooms so like the life cycle a lot of really cool time lapses mushrooms and cooking mushrooms and pop culture and then of course magic mushrooms which is kind of the part that everybody wanted right for sure um so you know the the sort of i guess main character will say is like explaining how he grew up like fascinated by mushrooms right like it cured his depression blah blah they like saved his mom from her like cancer and stuff etc cetera, etc cetera. okay and one of the things he was just like oh you know like i was always terrified of death i was always like stuttering this and that and i did mushrooms and i felt like at one with the earth and now i don't stutter and i'm very confident i like found my place in life mm-hmm. and i'm all for that right for sure but a common thing i've noticed once people have that experience is that like they're they're not afraid to die anymore right and so i have my fucking brain starts spinning at like 10,000 rpm and i was like 
of course you're no longer afraid to die because now the mushroom is in your system and your dead body is going to feed the mushrooms. They want you to think that. Okay. I, I don't know. I guess thoughts on that? Well, uh, kind of similar. Uh, There's a video. Uh, I forget the, the gentleman's name, but he was a skater, right? He went through some the catastrophic skate injury, right? Uh, and apparently he had all, all kinds of crazy issues with, like, anxiety and depression as well, especially after his injury. And, you know, he would try to do, like, the things that the doctor would prescribe for him, and it just wasn't working. And I guess one time he met somebody who was experimenting with mushrooms. According to him, it changed his life forever. Now, ultimately, it's what's interesting is that every person who does mushrooms doesn't shut the fuck up about doing mushrooms, right? Um and to me, I think there's something to that because, like you said, it's like kind of like this never-ending cycle. And you're, you're thinking that you're eating the mushroom, but in actuality, the mushroom's eating you because it's consuming your every single thought, like moving forward. Yeah, you know, we always we always joke that like if there's ever a zombie outbreak, it's gonna be because of some fucking fungi, you know? Yeah, for sure. But it's like I don't know, dude. Those two thoughts just like clicked in my head. They formed like a yarn line across the corkboard. And they're, like, not even on the same corkboard at one point. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And now it's like, yeah, no, you're comfortable with death because the mushrooms are like, dude, you're going to make a tasty ass snack. You'll be fine, bro. Everything will be great. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe that's what fucking Mario was about the whole time. Maybe that's what the fucking Super Mario Brothers are all about. All right. Anyway, let's uh, (laughs) – this has gone much – You you do not talk about mushrooms and expect this conversation to be anything but what we just had. All right, uh, Freaky. What is Freaky? So, Freaky, I don't uh, obviously you, you haven't seen anything about it. This is a um, Blumhouse production. So, oh, okay. so, you, so it's you, hit or miss off the bat. Yeah, well, you already know, right? So, <laughs> essentially, um, it is a um, a slasher movie featuring Vince Vaughn, right? It is called Freaky because the premise is that he switches bodies with a teenage oh, girl. I have seen this. Yeah. Yes. He switches bodies with a teenage girl. Be like Freaky Friday. And, uh, you know, the killer is in the, the teenage girl's body. She's in. Hang on. We actually talked about this because I remember telling you that I saw something way back when. Same premise. And there was a scene where the girl's, like, mind is in the dude's body. And she doesn't know how to, like, use the dick to pee. And he's at, like, some bar pissing all over the urinal. That, remember that? That is, uh, what was the name of that fucking movie? Uh, hot chicks, hot girls, something like that. That's that's Rob Schneider, though. You're thinking of, that's something. Okay, cool. okay, all right. Anyway, murder. Yeah, murder. Rob Schneider. Yeah, Vaughn. How perfect is that? Holy shit! Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> first off. Well, hold on. That is not perfect. Vince Vaughn is a national treasure. All right, he is fantastic. He's actually been in good movies. Rob Schneider has never been in a good movie. Name one. I don't. I couldn't even name you a. <laughs> Exactly. All right. Anyway, um, so first off, uh, what I do want to mention, granted, it is Blumhouse, so I should, probably should have expected this. The kills were solid, like not bad at all. Uh, like I said, I kind of expected it to be kind of stupid teenager movie, and to a certain extent, it was. It was also very funny, um, and much like Jack Black did a great job of playing a teenage girl, Vince Vaughn did an excellent job of playing a teenage girl. And it was, it was very good. It wasn't, it wasn't bad at all. Um, 
I mean, Adriana had, had a hoot with it. It's almost borderline, and it's, I'm not saying that it's going to have this kind of profound impact, but it kind of reminded me of Scream a little bit, where it was also parodying these styles of films, and not just like the slasher film, but like self aware. Yeah, a little self aware, parodying also the Freaky Friday style films as well. Uh, and I enjoyed it quite a bit. So uh, if you come across it, I believe it was on HBO Max. So if you have HBO Max, go ahead and check it out. Not a bad film. Uh, definitely not going to make anybody's top 10 slasher films of all time. Definitely not. But definitely a good time. Uh, me and Adrian just fucking fired up some popcorn and had a great time with it. So definitely check it out. I'm giving it a C plus. Why not? Why not? Okay. Why not? All right. Moving along. Star Wars Vision. Have you? Oh man! Have you yes. seen this? So excited! Okay, so essentially, Gabe, you explain it. It is. It, it presents itself as like the Marvel "What If" scenarios, but they're all animated, and we're going to explore a lot more of the extended universe. Uh, yeah, and it's uh, very heavily. I think they have like legitimate studios working on this, right? Yeah, they got le- uh, I'm big excited, man. Yeah, legitimate anime studios. And it's not just uh, different stories, but also different styles of animation. Um, they kind of... a good one. Yeah, and they kind of have different takes on the Star Wars universe. I don't know the extent of which they're going to allow us to explore it. Like, are these things st- like standalone episodes? The episode's over. They move on to a new style or whatever. But um, they had some footage in here that was like, yeah, that's... That's fucking that's sick. Crazy. Yeah, that's cool. the that's the they had the fucking lightsaber umbrella. I'm like, sign me up. <laughs> I, I, I want it. I need it. I don't care how stupid it is. I want it. Give it to me. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's something that um, we know we had heard about that they were working on it, but with little context. Now that we got context, holy shit, it was very. The context was everything. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, it, it was very very cool. Uh, but I did see a little bit of a division of it. Division about a particular topic when it comes to this. Are you going to watch this in Japanese or in English? Mm. I'll tell you this. When I watch my anime, I usually watch them in Japanese with the English subtitle, right? Okay. I I flopped over to that because it's just sort of my preferred. Mm -hmm. There's, I could probably count on one hand how many good anime dubs in English there are. So it really depends on them. Mm, okay. Disney, I'm hoping they won't short the uh, like the dubbing department. Yeah. But if it comes down to, hey, I got to watch it subtitled because the dub one doesn't come out for a month, I'm not waiting. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you on that. There better, better not be a delay. They're out of their mind if they think that's going to go over well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we'll, we'll see, man. Like I said, like once you, once you transition into subtitles, Going back is weird. Yeah, I, I, that's what everybody keeps on fucking saying. It's like, it's not real anime unless you're watching it in Japanese. And it's like, that's just like one level of nerd that I can't give a fuck about. You know, we've talked about my, my nerd bank and anime don't fit in it. But uh, it definitely looks super cool. So I am looking forward to this as well. Good shit. <laughs> For sure. Last up on movies, TVs, and books, there was a Disney film. And I feel like every fucking podcast we are reviewing a Disney film. But this is uh, you, by the way. I, I, I know, I know. It's your fault. I know, I know. Fuck, shit, man. Um, but Jungle Cruise. Jungle Cruise dropped featuring Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Emily Blunt, uh, a variety of other people that I can't think of at the top of my head. Um, Paul Giamatti's in it. There you go. That's another one. Uh, nice. Essentially, this is the Jungle Cruise, the Disney ride, and they made a story out of it. So very similar to like Pirates of the Caribbean, Haunted Mansion, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, you know, they decided to take the ride and 
kind of roll with it and make a, make a movie out of it. With that being said, uh, this movie is a combination of Pirates of the Caribbean, The Mummy, and there was one other one that I'm missing off the top of my head that I was like a perfect, perfect fit. We're going to go with that for now. Those are the two that I can think of. Uh, it's like a perfect combination of action adventure uh, with great stunts, uh, pretty good looking CGI, a pretty good story. And it's fucking The Rock. He's like the most charismatic man on the planet, right? So uh, you could literally do no wrong. And um, Emily Blunt is wonderful in this. Fucking Indiana Jones. There you go. That's the fucking third movie. Uh-huh. That's the third movie I was thinking of. Um, it was so fun, man. Me, me and my family, like all of us, my mom, my dad, my my, my little girl, my little boy, we got, we sat down and we watched this and it was just a fucking blast. Uh, such a fun film. I wish we would have seen it in theaters because it's kind of lends itself to that like, kind of old-timey action-adventure film vibe. Uh, and yeah, they, they knocked it out of the park. They did a really, really good job with it. Uh, and definitely worth checking out. I know I say that a lot, but it's an A minus for me. Cool. Yep. Oh, I'm glad to hear that. Yes, sir. All right, let's talk some gaming. Um, so I played another board game at my friend's place, and then two weeks later they popped out a baby. So if you're not ready for a baby, don't play this game. <laughs> um, Go ahead. It's called Poetry for Neanderthals. Um, it's a really simple premise, but it is really fucking hard sometimes. You get. Um, essentially clues on little cards and you play uh, on teams with the person across from you. So we played four people and here's how it works. I am the clue giver. You have to guess what the clues are. Okay. Does that make sense? Okay. So the first one is like usually the simpler one and then the second one is the harder one. But here is the catch and here's why it's called Poetry for Neanderthals. You, As the clue giver... You can only use one syllable words <laughs> to describe it. <laughs> oh my god, it is absolutely <laughs> absurd and it is ridiculous. So, like, <laughs> let me give you let me give you an example, right? Okay. Uh, so, like, okay, one of the cards is the the easy one for one point is stop, and then the one for three points is truck stop, right? Okay. And so the first word is usually in the second word, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, if I'm, like, trying to explain it to you, like, we're on a team, I'd be like, not go, but. <laughs> right? Okay. And then, like, you get stop, and then I'm like, okay, um, where big car go rest? <laughs> and then you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then if you use anything more than one syllable, like, you lose the points, and you're on, like, a minute timer to get as many as you can, and you're competing against other teams. Okay. There's like a like a epilogue section where you like try to make a poem out of it, but we don't fucking touch that. Okay. It's hilarious. It is quick. You can do as many go arounds as you like. You can do one. It'll take fucking five minutes to knock out, or you okay. can do ten. But it is an absolute blast. They said they picked it up at Target for like ten dollars. I'm gonna pick up a, a fucking case of it because it is fun. It is easy. There's no crazy over the top rules, and you just you get to fucking hear your friends sound like total bitches. <laughs> <laughs> like what's better than that? So you're telling me that this is the anti Jacob game, huh? Just yeah, eat- it's like you gotta smooth your brain over for a little bit to be good at it. Interesting. All right, first also, off, wonderful fucking yeah. name for the game. Holy shit! Yeah, great that, name. That's such a great name. Go ahead. I was gonna say. Secondly, you don't realize how many fucking words are two syllables to play this godforsaken game. Oh my! God. Oh god, that is hilarious. I like it. I like Williams. 
Definitely. All right, next topic. Uh, Bomb Rush Cyberpunk. Do you know anything about this? Nothing about this. Okay, so this is um, the spiritual spiritual successor to one of my favorite games of all time, Jet Set Radio Future. Okay. They brought the original composer back on. Uh, Team Reptile is developing the game, right? Reptile. Good. Yeah. Um, dude, they just keep posting teasers. They keep posting. Like, literally, the, the team will do Twitch streams where they're just working on the environments and showing off assets. And then, like, two weeks ago, they just tweeted, like, it's hitting Switch and Steam first. Consoles will follow. And everybody freaked the fuck out. Like, dude, like, just drop it, this and that. But, so Jet Set Radio Future was a, like, an inline rollerblading mm-hmm. game and set in, like, a futuristic Tokyo kind of vibe, right? Very, it like, might be the, arcade-y. It might be the most 2000s game ever made. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Mm-hmm. But it was a sleeper hit. Not very many people knew about it. This one has parkour. It has skating. It has, like, skateboarding. It has, like, inline mm-hmm. skating. And it's just doing a lot of really good things. And I feel like... If they deliver something good, this game is going to go very, very far. Okay. And I'm just excited for it. I just, you know, I feel like it takes a lot for me to get worked up about a game, especially a game. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, looking looking forward to that. I'm going to... And another great name, Cyberfunk. Cyberfunk. That's such a good name. Bomb Rush Cyberfunk. That's so cool. It kind of like rolls off the tongue. Yep. Interesting. Very, very cool. All right. me about Splitgate. Splitgate. So, like... I think we're going to kind of get into this with the next topic, but uh, I think there is general Call of Duty fatigue going on right now uh, across gaming as a whole, right? Uh, Especially with the way that Warzone's being treated and whatnot. Uh, People are looking for new shit to play, right? I've seen a big surge of Apex. I personally have gone back to Apex when it comes to my Battle Royale experience because it's just fucking fun. You do have to tell me that story, how you got banned at Apex, please. Uh, We'll we'll probably do that off air because I imagine it's ridiculous. Uh, You wanted me to give it really quick? Yeah, go ahead. I I don't know which game did it, but one of the anti-cheats in another game I have installed on my computer made the like the Apex anti-cheat freak the fuck out. So I got an email at like 3.30 in the morning on a Sunday. And it says, hey, you're banned from Apex Legends. And I was like, cool, I didn't have the last six updates, so we're good. <laughs> That's literally it. That's okay. literally it. I didn't even bother with the fucking account. Man, I was hoping it was something ridiculous. All right, whatever, though. That's fine. It'll work out. So, uh, yeah, so especially, especially what Splitgate is, it's a game that's been around for about two years now, but has seen a sudden uh, resurgence. It's basically Halo mixed with Portal, right? So... Halo style gunplay with the portal mechanic that allows you to fly across the map from one point to another in relatively quick succession. All right. Um, quite the, quite the popular game right now. And I'm here to report is that it's absolutely fantastic. I've had a blast. Uh, it's definitely not a game that I'm trying to take too seriously though. Much the same with every, yeah, much, much the same with everything else. Once, you know, it kind of gets attention, the sweats come out and now people are fucking doing these ridiculous speed runs through these courses or through these maps that, I can't even like mentally wrap my brain around how they're doing it, but um, yeah, so it's catching a, a, a lot of popularity. Uh, apparently, there was a, a time frame uh, within like when the game really started to pick up steam again on Steam, um, and uh, there was like hour long, hour and a half long queues to get into the game. That's gnarly. Yeah, because apparently the game is developed by like four people. <laughs> and it's that good and, and it has your stamp of approval yeah and uh, obviously everybody's like what's what's going on with this he's like bro like we're working out of a basement like you're gonna have to give us <laughs> yeah, yeah you're gonna have to give us a second all right uh oh boy. but it is a lot of fun it plays very quickly 
they do have some of the kind of the old school Halo uh, game modes like Oddball and uh, VIP. So yeah, VIP and stuff like that. Uh, and it's overall a lot of fun. Uh, definitely check it out. Like I said, especially with Halo, this makes me want to play the new Halo that's coming out because I had zero interest to play the new Halo until this game came out. Until I started playing yeah, it. Yeah, I started playing Halo again. Woo! Yeah, I love it. So good. For Greg sure. is a monster at that fucking. Is he a savage? Point. Yeah. Oh, uh, dude, we we played. Uh, there's a game mode called SWAT where it's like headshots are instant kills. Yeah. There's no shields and you you know just battle rifle DMR kind of thing. Yeah. And I thought I was doing well. I was like, okay, like solid, 15 kills, 4v4. Like this is a good number. I look at the fucking scoreboard and Greg's at like 27. I'm like Jesus Christ, dude! Can you leave some for the rest of us. Hey man, I play with Greg a lot. Trust me, I know how that gets. Yeah, uh, that dude gets, gets into it. Yeah. Uh, he... Quick little, quick little fun fact. Um, you said it was four guys in a basement. Uh, the Duke Nukem DLC was done by a subsidiary studio because the original studio that developed Duke Nukem Forever went bankrupt. It was four dudes in their kitchen. And the DLC was better than the base game. Well, yeah, they wouldn't... In six months, by the way. In six months, they <laughs> yeah, did all that. They went into fucking bankruptcy because Duke Nukem was a fucking flop. <laughs> I've never seen a game go from $60 to $3 so goddamn quick. Yeah, it's, it was borderline borderline ridiculous uh, okay. how quickly that game failed. Really quick, before we dive into the COD Vanguard topic, I just want to say, I feel like games like this thrive in the current like environment because Call of Duty has been the king of first-person shooters for the better part of maybe two decades at this point, right? Just, a, just about, yep. Just about two decades. And they've do, they've tried to innovate, and they've tried to add things, but that base formula has never changed. Mm-hmm. And I feel like in its at, in its core, that's the issue. Mm-hmm. You get character shooters like Overwatch and Rainbow Six Siege that come around and absolutely dominate, dominate all these views on Twitch. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When you do something that's essentially a puzzle shooter, multiplayer... You're going to have a big fucking overlap of a lot of people who played Portal and a lot of people who played shit like Halo or Call of Duty, and they're like, yo, I can't believe it took these motherfuckers 40 years to figure this shit out. You know what I mean? For sure. Or yeah. even like 20 years after both Halo and Portal. Yeah. I don't, I don't, yeah. It's, it's, just, it's just fun, man. It, it's so silky smooth. I don't know like how much time like it took them to develop this. But it, it's very, very, very cool. And um, there's something for a, a, a small team to be proud of, you know. So yeah. uh, so definitely like, it is free to play. So if you ever get bored, pop it in and uh, go for a ride. It's tons of fun. So you know, I'm sure some of our younger listeners won't get the uh, pop it in metaphor there. I guess yeah, you might be right about that, actually. But let's move along um, to COD Vanguard. So uh, a couple things. Number one, uh, they had a special Warzone event uh, to get people to play it so you could watch the trailer for the game. Uh, I guess it was fine. It was cool and whatnot. But, you know, visually the game looks wonderful, like how it physically looks. Uh, But a lot of people are upset. Now, I actually got into an argument on a uh, Facebook thread (laughs) about this because everybody's freaking out that they're going back to World War II. Uh, and essentially they're like, we've done this, we've done this before. It's like, okay, well, hold on. Now, I'm not like a fucking COD apologist at all. Maybe Treyarch. Maybe I'm a Treyarch apologist, but I'm not like a Call of Duty apologist at all. Uh, but every time they've tried to do something new, people hate it, right? Um, uh, they, they did the jetpack thing, you know, uh, two day, two games later, three games later, everybody's like, uh, 
uh, I fucking want fucking boots on the ground, man. And then they get the boots on the ground games. Man, what the fuck? And it's like, you'll never win, right? So uh, ultimately to me, I, I just – as long as they're making a game that's not half-assed or cool, uh, obviously we don't really have a whole lot of footage of it, just what they've given to us uh, via the trailer. Uh, they seem to be focusing on a variety of different war fronts, not just the you know, the typical American versus Japanese or the Soviets versus the Germans. Um, so that's kind of cool. And what I, basically what I wanted to say about it is that we'll wait and see because uh, – I, I, I want to like it, you know, but I've wanted to like a lot of Call of Duties and it just hasn't panned out. And in my opinion, uh, War, War uh, World War II is one of the 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 more – what's the word I'm looking for? Less inspired uh, games that they've come out with. So we'll see, I guess. Um, but yeah, some drama obviously because every single time COD drops is a, or like a trailer of some kind drops, there's always some fucking drama. So uh, I don't know. I don't know what to think. I don't know what to say. But um, I guess it's coming. It's coming in the next couple of months. So, yippee. Yeah, it's that time of the year again yep. for holiday season. Um, let's get into music news and reviews because this is the section I'm most excited for. Sure. Um, first topic is me. So there is a little company in Chicago called Daredevil uh, Pedals, and they do effects pedals for basses, guitars, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And they just dropped a new product called the Placebo Effect Pedal. Would you like to hear the uh, description for it? Absolutely. Okay, so it sells for $100 for the base kit or 125 for the base kit plus a PCB board. Uh, it's on sale currently. The retail price is $1,500. Holy shit. And let me read you the description. And also, for preface, I've, I've had the pleasure of bumping into Johnny, like the founder of this company. Okay. He, this is very much like up his alley, like the kind of dumb shit he would do. But anyway, let me read you the description so we can just dive right into it, right? It's sure. the placebo effect pedal. And this is straight from the site. The world of medicine can be a tricky place filled with scammers and quacks. If you're uninformed or not paying attention, you could get taken advantage taken advantage of or worse. Chips in USA and Daredevil pedals both know that and not wasting an opportunity to cash in with the all-new placebo pedal. After two years of development, the placebo pedal is the only effect pedal on the market that actually does what it says. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and it goes on to say that like oh there's like a bunch of like people on youtube arguing what like a true bypass pedal is oh like, my god this, this is it this is the true bypass pedal it does fucking nothing <laughs> but I, I saw it pop up and i'm just like johnny i love this it's got a really sleek design i mean it looks like a regular pedal just the, the it's like this nice shade of blue and it has like a little placebo pill shredding on like a jackson <laughs> And just, you know, it's cute. But, like, you with the PCB kit, you can add, like, custom, like, resistors in there and voltages to get, like, a vintage fuzz sound. But the bass pedal does fucking nothing. And I just love it. It's so cool. I think it would make a great gift for anybody, anybody who has, like, a guitarist in their life. Because it's fucking hilarious. What do you think? Oh, my God. <laughs> We've hit that point in pedals. It's uh. been 60 years. We've hit that point. What does it do? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> And you're gonna buy it, you fucking idiot! No, I'm not buying it. I got my, I got my multi <laughs> that I love. You, you know, I love this multi. Somebody pedal. will buy it. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, it's a good like gag joke. That's for sure. It's too expensive for a gag joke. It's not, you're not walking into fucking Spencer's and buying this thing. I mean, a hundred bucks. You know, whatever. If some people can afford to fly it on the space, some people can afford. Fake <laughs> 
legitimate bypass. Yeah. When you said when, when I saw you put this in, I'm like, oh, maybe it's something that makes you sound like Placebo the band. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not. Oh, yeah, no, that would be the worst thing. Definitely not. They have some good tone, but that's what I thought. I'm like, oh, maybe Gabe is experimenting with new pedals, and you know, this one happens to be named after Placebo the band. But yeah, here, but, uh, <laughs> oh my god, here's a pedal that does absolutely nothing. Uh, uh, anyway, um. So you slapped this on here, and I was like, I sure shit didn't slap this on here because I've seen this exact list many times. Let's just dive right into it. Uh, Revolver Magazine's top ten revolutionary metalcore albums. Um, read the ranking, read the album, read the artist. We'll just fucking shoot our thoughts on it because I already, I already know some of these. Well, some of the – ultimately, what, what brought this up is that some of these aren't – Metal core. <laughs> so, uh, the first couple kind of fall more into the hardcore category for me. First, more than a couple actually, but, uh, we'll, we'll just go through them. I'm sure some of them we won't have any argument on. Uh, number one, integrity, those who fear tomorrow. That's a hardcore, yes. that's a hardcore yeah. album. I, I, don't, I mean, a very don't. important album. Don't get us wrong. But yeah, yeah. That's, that's a hardcore album. Marauder, like one of the names in hardcore, Master Killer. So, this is letting me, yeah, this is le- leading me to believe that Revolver doesn't even fucking know what hardcore is, uh, or metalcore is. Next, uh, Hey Pre, Satisfaction is the Death of Desire. Uh, yep, I mean, uh, hey, you gotta have a Hey Pre album. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay fine. That's, pr- I would say that's probably the first legitimate metalcore yeah, yeah, ban, ban on here. Poison the Well, the opposite of December, a season of separation. Yeah, I, again, one of those that needs to be on there. Yeah, for sure. Converge, Jane Doe. Perfectly yeah, fine. Perfectly fine with that. Another one. Okay, now this is where it starts to get a little funky to me because they have Kill Switch Engage on here, right? Yeah, Which, an interesting album choice. Yeah, Alive or Are Just Breathing. Me? Alive or Just Breathing is the album it's that the they picked. It's like it's not even in my like top three kill switch albums. Uh, like the the, the end of heartache. Like what the fuck are like, we doing? Ah! <laughs> like what what are we doing here? Like it doesn't. They just went. Oh, what if we put a band that everybody would expect, but like an album that nobody would expect? It would be a hot take, dude. It'd be so cool. Well, It'd like, be like if you slapped an Atreyu album on there, but it was like the most recent Atreyu album. Yeah, you know what I mean? it's like, nobody, nobody knows any of these goddamn words. Stop. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. All right, so this is legitimate. Uh, Norma Jean, bless the martyr and kiss the child. Easy layup. Yep, that that's a good one. Uh, this is where I start to get upset. <laughs> attack I know what it is. attack attack someday came suddenly okay a couple of things if you want to talk about revolutionary maybe sure okay fine they did something different okay influential okay yeah maybe sure that's the word that i would pick influential not revolutionary but metalcore yeah maybe like how <laughs> Like potato salad is to like a twice baked potato. Soup, you know what I mean? It's kind of like like metal. Okay. Anyway, no. I think you're giving it. To, it's more like Mr. Potato Head with a twice baked potato soup. Yeah, but it's one of those. Okay, I, I understand why they put it on there. I don't like, oh, love it or hate it. It was big. Like, okay, I everybody agrees on that. You're not saying anything new. And what the ah, yeah? The next one. The last few, I was like, okay. Uh, no, actually, I have some issues with uh, the next one, too. 
Uh, I like it, but not quite. Uh, a day to remember homesick. What the fuck is this cl- classification? I'm so confused. This is a pop punk album. I don't fuck what anybody says. I don't care how many breakdowns they added to it. It's a pop punk album. I like it. It's one of the better day to remember albums, in my opinion. Like, no doubt. But it's a fucking pop uh, punk album. It was hot, but you want to talk about revolutionary? I don't know, man. Yeah. They got the balance right, sure. But I would, if we're putting a day to remember album on there, it, in my opinion, not homesick. Definitely not. It just doesn't, it doesn't, I don't, I don't get it. Next. There's <laughs> a Fall Out Boy album at this rate. Yeah, it's, it's so, so fucking weird. And uh, last, I actually do agree with this. To a certain extent, not the album I would pick, but the artist. Bring me the horizon, Sep Eternal. Yep, I. You know, we've spoken it on that album in. <laughs> there's no, there's nothing to add, but it's like, bro, no, no, Eated, no, we came as Romans, no, like you literally had a very good, like twelve years from like '03 to like '15, where the metalcore like ingenuity and innovation and just the one-upness of it right yeah was like at its peak you had a 12-year span and i'm not upset about the fucking hardcore stuff yeah you need to have some ogs on there i'm not upset about converge yeah converge should have been the first fucking album you listed that and poison the well right correct correct yeah everybody's godforsaken list correct and bring me the horizon is i'm gonna say it's gonna be the most influential like scene album in the past two decades it's just there's nothing fucking is even close, right? That's probably true. But come on. See, so you mentioned every time I die, you mentioned we came as Romans. Uh, the chariot. The ch- I mean, they have Norma Jean on there. Fine. Yeah. Uh, how about fucking the architects? The the architects. For fuck's sake, they built this whole bitch. That's why they're called the architects. <laughs> <laughs> Holy dog, dude! Like Devil wears Prada. Devil wears Prada. August burns uh, red. ABR, like the dudes who made metalcore exciting and then boring again. And then exciting again. Why do I only care about the prime numbered releases? Uh, it makes no sense. Also, um, Under Oath? Under Oath. Oh my god. Did they find the great oh. line? Is it not one of the greatest metalcore albums ever created? You could have even put a disambiguation out there and I would have been like, okay, Absolutely. You know Hot take. I'll take it though. I'll take it though. I don't Fun fact, uh, Spencer's daughter was born on Friday the 13th. I didn't even know he was having a, expecting a child, so... Yeah, he, did. he just yeah. popped out! They played poetry for Neanderthal! <laughs> and they read this fucking album, or this uh, article. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, so there, I, I, I saw it, and I'm like, oh, this is good. Because automatically the, the article has fucking uh, Ali Sykes on it. I'm like, this is going to be interesting. I have to check out... <laughs> we already I, know what number one is. I have to check it out. Now, Revolver is re- what Revolver is. You could... Uh, you know, take that as a grain of salt with a grain of salt, but man, you talk about fucking not including some big fuck as like dying. What the fuck? Mm, yeah. Uh, there, there's a lot of bands that we could probably come up with. We just did. That would fit. <laughs> yeah, we came up with what? Five, six bands? Yeah. On the top of our heads? Oh my I God. There. <sighs> Kill Switch and fucking Gage. Are you serious? Well, they belong on the list, just no, no, not... No, I agree with that. Just the album list? <laughs> oh, no. Like I said, everybody knows Lip Gloss and Black by a trade. Wait, Nobody no. knows fucking the new shit. I couldn't even name you a song. I just listened to okay. the album. I couldn't name you a song. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, listen. 
at the end of the day, no matter who or what they put on this list, people would have issues with it. Correct. And if they made a top ten Frank Sinatra songs, people would still bitch be like, oh, well, technically, this person actually wrote the song. And this oh, my God. You're so, sang it to the tune. You're so it right. what the <laughs> fucking opinion is at the end of the day. Uh-huh. They could have put, like... Scarab on one of the top ten Beatles, best Beatles period. It would have beaten out fucking Ringo Starr, <laughs> and people would have been like, you know, that's a hot take, but I agree with that. The Scarab Beatles definitely better than Ringo Starr. None of these opinions matter, dude. It's so bullshit. Oh, Jake Sy- oh, like oh, that was too. fucking a good one. I'm not gonna lie, that was pretty <laughs> solid. That was solid. Yeah. Listen. uh <laughs> you know, Revolver, I, feel, I feel like they tried to please a very large crowd. I get it. You're, you're a publisher. You kind of need to appease you, the masses. You know what they say when you try to please everybody, right? You end up pleasing fucking nobody. Anyway, thank you so much for that lovely rim job. Um, I, I'm writing down that Beatles one. That's a good one. That's solid. That's a solid. So, um, Skeleton walks into a bar, right? Uh-huh. Goes to the counter and says, and orders a beer and a mop. Is that the joke? Yeah, it's a joke. A beer and a mop. No, 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 I heard it. <laughs> I'm just wondering as to whether or not you have any better jokes. No, that's it. That's the one. That's the one I got today. Anyway, that's the one. Okay. How about let's dive into something that we are excited about? Because I feel like I was <laughs> dreading that fucking list. I was like, I don't want to talk about this. Look, I read it. I read it. Don't make me reread it. Don't make don't make me listen to you dictate this list to me because I read it. And I was mad. All right, Gabe. So, yeah, we're, right. we're going to move on. But before we do, okay. yes, I described uh, a particular song on this EP. <laughs> do you remember what my descriptive terms were? No, I don't, I don't think I do, actually. I just remember you said something, but I was I died and I was resurrected while listening to the EP, so my, <laughs> my memory's a little fragmented. I said that, holy shit, this is so heavy that I'm Catholic again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if you don't know what it is, we're talking about Lorne Shore. Uh, they dropped a three-song EP called And I Return to Nothingness. Whew. Did you listen to it? Yeah. <laughs> okay, um... I still laughing at that stupid Beatles joke. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, which Oh, shit. Oh, okay. It is 18 minutes and a couple seconds long, and holy dumb shit. Let me say this up front. Will Ramos is the best draft pick in the history of draft picks across anything, period. <laughs> this dude. No, no, because Okay, here's my thing with Lorna Short. Up until this point, I was like, okay. Right? Like, I was just like, okay, fine. They dropped an album, CJ McCreary, blah, 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 whatever, right? Like, I didn't give sure. too much of a shit about them. Dude, Will Ramos brings this absolute fucking presence. Yeah. The, the distinction, the character, and the uniqueness of, like, the sound they chose to go into with this curly haired fuck. <laughs> oh my God. Have you seen him? I've He's seen him. He's not a tall dude. He's not. He looks very innocent. He's a very and little he guy. Gets up on stage and he makes goats blush. Are you fucking kidding me? My- Dude, and then, hey, wait, wait, wait. Here's the best part, though. I saw a video. Uh, somebody got to record them live at Jersey, right? Yeah. A lot of the contention with the album was like, oh, can't do it live. Go, like, yeah. It's, uh, it's album magic, right? Yeah, you can't so, do it live. That's what everybody said. Yep. Motherfucker had it plugged into the soundboard, right off the soundboard of the, the video got the audio from. He nailed it. It's ridiculous. Like, not, not even like, 
oh yeah like that's what it should sound like live like no dude this is like album worthy like if they did a live ep video thing there would be no post yeah you know what i mean you'd, you'd color grade it and you'd fucking ship it <laughs> and i'm just like this is insanity like i went from passing by the store in the mall and now this is like exclusively where i shop for most of my <laughs> you know it's insane it is it is like i said i'll, I'll say this because I, I really had to like fight with this back and forth for for like a couple of hours debating if i want to say it but I, i'm i've committed don't do this it this is go no 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 no, no, no. I, I think you'll agree with me though. okay this is one of the heaviest yeah. <laughs> yet most digestible pieces to come out and i feel like deathcore as a genre you know the whole like heavy and hot versus flavor argument right yeah at what point do you get too much heat where you can't fucking taste anything else except the inside of your own skull this <laughs> this treads that tightrope on like three cells on the little toe yeah. you know that yeah. it treads it but so beautifully it is like an aerial performer, dude. You, you, it is it is a phenomenal EP. You know what, dude? Like, if there's an EP of the year, this is going to be the one. And whatever comes after this, you're going to have to fucking, like, you're going to have to get uh, What's-His-Face to produce. Oh, my God. The, you know, Midas Touch. Will Putney. Will Putney. Thank yeah. you. I can't think of his name. My brain is so fucking fried. Dude. But, dude, it is insanely good. I'll let you speak, man, because I feel like <laughs> I, I got everything I needed to get out there. So, um... Yeah, so Gabe mentioned the the single, the one that like memed up super hard, uh, and like anytime this happens, anytime like where something catches a lot of fucking heat, which is going to be related to somebody else that I talk later on this list uh, or in, in this uh, this this category here. But anytime anything like gets super memey, I I like I don't I don't go to it, I don't run to it right away, right? Because I want to look at it with like fresh eyes. So recently, I actually did check out the to the Hellfire song, right, and. <laughs> physically laughed <laughs> at like a lot of these moments especially near the end of the song where i'm just like what the f- like what why what the fuck like why is it so heavy <laughs> like it's just i don't understand and even like uh it's, by the way t- this is atticus's favorite song <laughs> by the way my boy l- acts up acts a fool when he hears this song it's just so violent it is so fast yet slow in a weird kind of way like they're playing so fast but yet it just feels like they're moving so slow load the fuck down yeah. it's like a train you know like you're looking at a train at a distance you're it's like, like you're, it's like it's not like it's not moving that fast then it just fucking wishes by you that's what it felt like it's like you're getting your ass beat by the flash exactly <laughs> exactly and it's just like why what like what why and it also has this really really beautiful symphonic sound to it yeah just it's just fucking gorgeous a lot of i was telling adriana i'm like you could fucking if you cut out all the 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 death the death out of this (laughs) if you just left it left it behind without the death you could play that in churches absolutely you could and it's just like i call it i was telling her i call it like lords of the ring core because it like it has like a lords of the lord of the ring sound symphonic sound to it it was just weird. It was just a, a, in a good way because it's so it is so fresh. Nobody's doing deathcore like this out there. They, I, I will say it, man. They they raised the fucking bar on deathcore albums because in, in my in my opinion, you don't get better than the, those early Suicide Silence albums when it comes to deathcore. You just don't, right? Um, and this is like he would make 
Mitch Locker blush. Yes, exactly. And just holy shit, like just, I am, st- I was stunned at how ridiculously heavy the ship was. And it, like it's a three song EP, eighteen minutes. Like you know, we always joke that like these like symphonic bands or these deathcore bands or. Even fucking some of our favorite metalcore bands make stupidly long songs for no reason. Yeah. None of this feels like wasted space. Oh my goodness. It's just every every little, you know, bar is utilized. Every little fleck is like precisely carved. And dude, like I said, did not give a shit about Lorna Shore but before this, but now it's like Ooh. if they're coming to Chicago, I'm taking out a second life insurance policy. Yeah. <laughs> it is unbelievable what they've done. Yeah. This is easily an A plus for me, man. Yeah. It's like yeah. Like I said, this is the heaviest thing to come out in a while that's still like my my, my boss has the saying where he's like, never eat anything bigger than your head. This is right <laughs> at my head size. <laughs> you know that? This is like right oh, there. And shit. I'm like I like measured it out carefully and I'm like, I can eat this. <laughs> never eat anything bigger than a head. I like that. He has I- a couple of sayings. That's that's like the third favorite. <laughs> okay. So, fair enough. Okay. Alright. So we're gonna- well, So what'd you rank it? Oh man, uh, I'm gonna give it an A. It's kind of hard to give it like the plus because it's it's still th- th- only three songs. So I, I mean, yeah. To be fair, it is an EP though. It wasn't like I mean, like, dropping an album. I right? guess, I guess, I guess. But I mean, uh, think about it. this: is three songs, and it's just as long as Space EP. That's not true. Okay, it's one, two. <laughs> it's like four minutes short of Space EP. I don't know, man. But Jesus Christ, uh, it's just you know, I'm gonna give it an A. Because it's, it's definitely good. Not not plus, but an A, for sure. It Holy worked fuck. for that A, though. Yeah, it really did. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah it, the, the assignment was for it to write uh, a 2,000 words. This motherfucker wrote 10,000 words. <laughs> Talk about everybody balling at a high school English level. This dude writing his master's dissertation on fucking, like, European folklore, dude. Holy shit. <laughs> That's fact, Will man. Will Ramos will single-handedly summon Odin one of these days. <laughs> You know <laughs> all the Viking metal dudes are gonna be like, bro, seriously? <laughs> Yeesh. Yeah. Right. Uh, we we got a lot of certified bangers. We, we do the, the, the first full one, but good job, Lorna Shore. Yeah, that's out. Yeah, know, yeah. I, I ain't got to tell y'all. I'm 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 a shirtless dude from the south side of Chicago. Correct. You know. <laughs> um. So let's just dive into it. Certified bangers of the week. Uh, we came as Romans. Dark Bloom. Talk to me. So, um. Uh, you know they they've released uh, some some music recently. Um, this is probably uh, good for them. Yeah, they they they're staying on the horse, which is great because I think it have been. I think you and I both mentioned that it have been very easy for them to kind of just call it quits once they lost their their vocalist or the singing vocalist. And uh, this song actually has tons of depth. Uh, it has uh, some really uh, well put together programming and synthesizer uh, synthesizer work, uh, and it's super heavy. Well, heavy for them because <laughs> the Lord of Shorts just redefined that. But heavy uh, yeah, subjective, yeah, for sure. Uh, very heavy for them and very well put together. Great chorus. They know how to write a chorus, man. So very, very cool. Definitely check it out. Dark Bloom, We Came as Romans, super solid. Well, uh, you know, Spencer Charnas just won't let things be. So they had to drop a new song called, called Assault and Batteries. Yeah. So um... <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. Uh, so here, I like it. I think I like it more than the American Psycho song. Yeah. Uh, yeah I'll agree with that for sure. Uh, but I do have a problem. Uh, because I listened to the song first. The song dropped. I'm like, okay, it was solid. I could probably do without the children chanting at me. Uh, but okay, it was fine. And then I saw the video, and the video fucking ruined it for me. Well, I didn't even see the video. What is the video? It, 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 you ever watched that? Um, 
Backstreet's back song. Uh, you ever watch the music video for that? Where they're like, where the, they're like puppets. Yeah. Well, they're just like fucking like the mummy and fucking uh, the yeah. Phantom of the Opera. I got that vibe from it. Or straight up. <laughs> I, I I really did. There is very little difference. They're dressed up in costume and shit. And I was and I and I hearken back to uh, the American Nightmare music video where they're they're literally just standing there without costume and just playing the song and having the video tell the story. Why do they have to dress up in costume? I just it doesn't. It doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, they, they've they gone full boy band on this, and it's kind of upsetting. I'm not going to lie. If Ice Nine Kills is um, the Backstreet Boys, that means Motionless and White is in sync. I'd agree with that, because in sync was better anyways. <laughs> you know, I about got an in sync shirt for Christmas hey, one year. Hey, man, that, it's love. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, let, let's get into the, this next one. Did you listen to this next one? I did. Cool. So my favorite band, Every Time I Die, dropped another single fucking finally yeah uh, it's called post-boredom uh i fucking love it the video is fucking fantastic dude uh, i literally changed my handle to moistest hands in buffalo after that thing <laughs> dude, dude, can i just hang on can i just take a moment to like talk about this single okay Holy fuck. <laughs> dude I, it, okay listen every time i die has this just the weirdest way of writing songs and the part where it should be the chorus isn't. Yeah, that's not. It's just not. This weird <laughs> bounce. And, dude, okay, if you've been in the game for 20-plus years, you clearly know what you're doing. Correct. Right? I am incredibly excited. I have this fucking thing on pre-order. I'm even debating getting the fucking Every Time I Die skate deck. Like that, like, retro wave, like it's Miami Vice. super cool. Ass. It's super cool. It is a bitchin'-ass board. Dude, October 22nd is going to be such a good fucking day. I've been waiting so long for this album. I know so many people have. I'm excited. Yeah. I, I cannot wait to see these dudes live. Yeah. And I cannot wait to hear the... Dude, you know how many songs it fucking is? 16. 17. 17. 17 fucking songs, dude. On Dude, they do not play around. No, they don't. They just don't. Like, what? what is the deluxe version going to look like? 35. <laughs> dude, it's insane. Okay, you know, granted, they took their time because of the whole pandemic situation, blah, blah, blah. I, I'm ludicrously excited. Yeah, for sure. So, so I, I, th- I think I the thing about Every Time I Die is that I think there's two there's two different camps, right? There's the people who really love, like, the melodic songs, which I would put this one under. And then there's people who like the really fast, intense songs, which is, like, most of their other work. Uh, and you and I are fans of both. And... Yeah. This is perfect, man. It's just so, it's just so sick. Uh, I, I found myself singing my annihilation like constantly throughout, <laughs> throughout my day, uh, since I've heard the song. Oh, uh, dude, same so. thing, but with the line where it's, uh, I broke my own heart. I'm trying to forgive myself. Yeah. All day. Yep. It's just sick. It's so catchy. It's the, so this, sick. The music video is so funny. Yeah. When Andy comes out, he's like, I was taking a shit in the room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. But yeah, very, very, very fucking cool. And uh, only only excites us for the future because I am seeing them with Under Oath. I don't give a fuck, uh, and uh, I'm very excited about it. So let's keep Two moving. Beans. Two months to that. Um, Correct. The Silent Planet, Slant Plant, as some people would know them as, a new single called Slant Plant. I like that. Panopticon. Did you listen to it? I did. Um, I think it's safe to say they're entering like a new level of heavy for them, right? Correct. Mm, and. I feel like a lot of the lyricism and songwriting has not been sacrificed. And that's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. Mm-hmm. I like a lot of their lyrics. I think that, you know, uh, Garrett's probably one of the better, like, lyricists around, right? Mm-hmm. But, I'm, dude, I'm, uh, you want to talk about albums? I'm excited for this one, too, man. Like, you're you are not going to get me unexcited for this. Silent Planet always delivers quality. Mm-hmm. I mean, shit, you remember when, um, uh, when the end began? 
came yeah. out. Holy shit. Or just hopped up on fucking like pineapple juice just talking about it. Yep. Yeah. I can't wait. There's so many good things happening and this post pandemic music situation is gonna be intense. Uh so I got a little bit of a different take. I do like it, but uh I think it's a slight step back um from oh, from what take. from what they've done. Um to me it's just not as technical. You know, it doesn't have kind of those crazy swe- sweeping riffs, but not and not every song necessarily has to have it. And I'm not just saying that because the band is next on this list, but it, it kind of gave me an emotionless and white vibe a little bit. It kind of sounded like motionless and white to me. And not a bad way. It just, it, to me, I, like, I liked it. I just wasn't fucking blown away by it. You know what I mean? Uh, doesn't necessarily mean that the album is going to be bad. They're fucking Silent Planet. Uh, you know, they, they basically, every time they're out there, they're top five albums of the year, at least in, in mine and your list, right? So, uh, maybe for some, t- some, some cases, they've won first. So, um, yeah, I- I'm looking forward to it though. I mean, uh, the kind of expanding in different categories. And I, I know it's going to sound kind of cringy and I know people are probably going to hate me for it, but it's slightly new metally. I said it. I said it. I mean, you know, the dude's our age, so that's what I'm we saying. We grew up listening to Slip now. What did he grow up listening to? Correct. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, but yeah, so that's kind of, that's kind of the deal. I liked it though. It, it, it wasn't bad. Definitely not. Cool. Cool beans. Uh, Motionless and White dropped a song called Time Bomb. Uh, surprise. Sick. Yep. I, I've, I've listened to everything oh, except good. the next, the next thing. <laughs> uh, it's so good. Yeah. Oh my God. It came out of nowhere. It feels like they really sort of channeled like the creatures era. And yes. Even like, uh, incarnate. And mm-hmm. I was just like, yes, give me that shit, dude. This is what I've been waiting for. They, they, they've, they've kind of, at least with this particular song. Now, the thing about, uh, Motion Listen White releases is that they have two or three songs that always harken back to that old school style sound that they had. And you're just like, fuck yeah, that's what they're known for. That's what they're solid at. Um, and maybe maybe this is the song, but they did kind of sweep some of the industrial sound underneath the rug for this particular track, and went more straightforward of a metalcore sound, which I like a lot. Uh, and I, another band, they know how to fucking write a chorus, man. Holy shit! Yeah, man, uh, I'm excited. Uh, you know me when the MIW albums drop, I'm usually like, ah, well, I know Jake's not gonna do it, so I have to do it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, like. Very pleasantly surprised. Mm-hmm. Like it was a good ass track, and I was mm-hmm. like, "Damn, y'all, y'all coming back?" Yep. Well, like not like they ever left, but whatever. They're, they're like they're they're oh they're they're always present. They're always making good music, and it might not always be for me, uh, but on at least every album, they have at least a couple of songs that I like. So, uh, like I said, just the, just not the whole album's for me. Unless it's Creatures, the whole album isn't for me. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah. it's it's kind of how it is, but. Yeah, very, very solid. Very solid. Cool beans. Uh, we got a little sneak up release by Earth, Wind, Fire featuring Lucky Days. Uh, now, let me just say, I'm a big proponent of Maurice White. He's one of my favorite, like, vocalists and stuff, but he's obviously no longer around. Very, very delighted with this track. It's got that, like, disco soul funk feel, and it's just a bop. It's fun to, like, bounce around to. It's fun to fucking, you know, obviously not knock fucking holes in your concrete, but it's a, it's a good jam, man. It, it's, it, it sucks because we definitely missed the fire <laughs> uh, on this you know, like seriously like 70s and 80s like we weren't even fucking born then but like now yeah. it's like if the entire band was intact like i don't think anybody would have any contention or like second thoughts like we're gonna go see earth when fire right like it's just one of those things you have to do like bon jovi right but like, like prince like prince right yeah. another another one we don't have yeah now, fun fact prince was the original um they asked him to play the dude in Fifth Element originally that Chris Tucker ended up taking. No, they did not. 
I swear to God. <laughs> that makes that makes a lot of sense on that you mentioned. It. And I feel like yeah, and I feel like Chris Tucker almost like parodied Prince. Yeah. that role. But anyway, it's a pop man. I feel like you know, obviously, it's not what it once was, but it's still fun. It's good. Check it out. I like to throw in a a mix up every here or there for these uh, bangers of the week. Yeah, last time it was Lou Vega. Now it's now it's our <laughs> of fire. Well, the Lou Vega was kind of a joke. This yeah. one I genuinely do. Yeah, I, I bet. All right. Uh, so I mentioned earlier with Learn Ashore about how once things start to meme and kind of um, like get like this level of popularity, I kind of stay away from it, right? Uh, until things start to simmer down. Spirit Box is one of those things because they had that song Holy Roller that was like really very popular. And I'm like, okay, hold on. I'm going to wait. I'm not going to fucking jump on the bandwagon like everybody else. I'm going to give it a little bit of time. And then I'm going to finally check it out, especially once like they have multiple tracks rolled out. I've downloaded their whole entire discography that they've had out so far. Spirit Box, love them. I love them. Mm-hmm. I fucking love them. Yeah, it's, Courtney it, LaPlante is an absolute fucking godsend. She is. She. She. And I was telling Adriana, you know, when it comes to like female screaming vocalists, oftentimes you can tell, right? Like, there's a certain quality to a female scream that it's just not present in a male scream. Uh, she is does not have that problem at all. <laughs> if you would have told me it was a burly ass man screaming, I would believe you. So, for those who may not be aware, uh, Courtney was formerly of I Wrestled the Bear once. Uh, she was the second vocalist after, I think her name was Crystal, Christina, or whatever, left the band uh, after she got pregnant. Uh, and yes, I do know I Wrestled the Bear like that. I don't even like them like that. I just know their history. And I've had conversations with uh, the original vocalist. But, um, yeah, it, it's, it's very good. <laughs> like, it's super good. It has no right being that. This is a band where... You need to sit down and listen to them now, like right now if you haven't. Yes, because this is going to be the next big thing. Correct. I I I hundred percent agree with you. It is almost guaranteed that these uh, th- this group is going to catch all kinds of crazy crazy fire. Uh, uh, can we get like a Ali Sykes, you know, feature on like a Spirit Box track? That'd be cool. I'll do you one even fucking better. They ha- they have one on the next album on the next album. Sam Sam Carter <laughs> is on is on that album. You know, uh, the like the one of the handful of neck deep songs I like is the one with Sam Carter on it. <laughs> I mean, it's I mean that is what it is, man. But it's a my, my favorite fucking um, oh my god, what's the name of that fucking band? From the path. Thank you. Yes, my favorite Straight from the Path song has Sam Carter on it. So. Oh man, dude! When I quit my job, I was bumping Straight from the Path, and I was like, this is what Drew York would have wanted. <laughs> I mean, we, we talk. I mean, we we, we kind of make fun of them, but man, there's there's such they're such a good band. They're such nice guys, dude. So. They, they slap like we give them kind of kind of a lot of shit. Yeah, we, we do, like, yeah. Dumb fuck, yeah. That, like when certain songs come up, especially from um, oh, what was the last album? Like the Adams one or whatever it's called. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Subatomic, I yep. think was the name of it. Something like but that, dude. Uh, like half the songs on there when they come on, I was like, "Nobody be within my six foot bubble." Because I'm swinging. <laughs> I don't care if it's a lamppost, I'm swinging. Yeah, so- on the government one light bulb at a time. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, Spirit Box, they're going to be huge. Uh, they're they're only just starting to catch traction, and it's only going to get bigger from here on out. So definitely keep your eye out for Spirit Box. You have an opinion on this on, on Spirit Box? Or, yeah, it's a fucking phenomenal single. So good, and it's kind of, and it's gonna. This again, this is kind of bleeding into the next one. I told Adriana, it's almost like if music from Forever Twenty One went metal, 
um, just to a certain extent, just because of the kind of the quality of the vocals, um, which is going to Spirit Box or, or the next one? both. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's very cool. I liked it a lot. Uh, so the next and final single on this list is the Plot News Enemy. Yep. Okay, uh, let me start this off because I feel like I'm the one fanboying here. It's a good <laughs> song. Um, yeah. The plot in you makes it very, very clear that you only need a handful of ingredients to make an omelet. Don't fucking overcomplicate it. That's facts. Cook it slow, and oh lord, stomp your feet when that breakdown hit. Yeah. Oh. It's, it's, and it wasn't even like a conventional breakdown. It was all bass. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it, was, it was all, like, I was saying, I'm like, there's guitar in there. I'm like, but it's very, very far in the back. And it's just a fucking overdriven bass guitar just going, bah, bah. and it's just like, wow. Very, very, very impressive. I liked it. Uh, and again, they're keeping it simple, stupid, kind of like what you said. Like, you don't have to get crazy, uh, fucking production and crazy fucking synthesizers to necessarily land a hit and, this is a hit, man. Like they, 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 they're on, they're on, they're in motion. It is what it is. They know their lane, and they are guarding it and protecting it and going 120 miles down it, buddy. Yep. Because this band is in fuego. Yeah. The uh, these I, I I kind of a hot take, but not really because I think you and I both agree these these last two bands that we just talked about are the ones that are pushing the genre forward. Uh, yeah, I'd absolutely agree, especially after like dispose like you, yeah you, you know that album was i don't want to say ahead of its time but really nothing else in that year came out that was even remotely close to the sonic like fingerprint of that correct i agree so um yeah it's a very very good track and he kind of loves that kind of female vocal female presence in his in his songs uh i, I think you might have mentioned that there was some concern that it would just sound too similar to his um like his 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 solo project i don't really uh, I'm not really concerned about that. No, not one bit. Yeah. So uh, very, very cool. We had a bunch of certified bangers, and uh, we had a good time. Yeah, that was a good-ass week for music, and yep. it's only going to get better as the year goes on. Correct. All right. Uh, you have anything else that you want to add, Gabe? No. Uh, I'll, I'll end it with this. I, I think this is the first time in a long time that all of these bangers, you know, aside from Earth, Wind, Fire, that we all listened to and that we were all just like, yeah, bring it on, dude. Yep, for sure. For sure. Um, yeah, it, it was definitely an exciting set. And you said, hey, try to listen to all of them. And I'm like, you know what? I will do that. <laughs> so <laughs> I actually went out of my way to try to make sure I listened to every, everything and everybody uh, before we, we took air today. So, yes, sir. All right. I believe that was episode 172. Of the Sega City Kids podcast. Thank you guys for joining us this time. Uh, we will join you uh, next, or you will join us next time for episode 173. 173. And we will be back. Uh, I, I kind of cut out the, the, what's it called? The social media wrap up. You guys know the deal. Sega City Kids will be found just about everywhere. Make sure you follow me on Twitch brill- at Brilliant Villain. I stream all kinds of stupid bullshit, usually me screaming at my TV. So, um, yeah, check it out. Check us out any, any opportunity that you get, and we will see you next time, guys. And until then, deuces. <laughs>